This teaching comes to you from the team at St Mark's, Darling Point, Sydney. We hope that it blesses you. The epistle is taken from St Luke, chapter 2, beginning at the 8th verse. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Then... An angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I bring you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, a Messiah, the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those who favour us. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had seen and heard, as it had been told them. Here ends the epistle. The Holy Gospel is written in the Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 11, beginning at the 25th verse. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Let's pray. Almighty God, we thank you for your holy word. May it be a lantern to our feet, a light to our paths, and a strength to our lives. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please do be seated and a very Merry Christmas to you. But I don't know about you, but I'm feeling exhausted. I'm really looking forward to a break. But once again, the holiday season is being thrown into chaos. One year of fires and now two years of COVID. Now, I know I'm not alone in feeling exhausted and weary at this time. The last two years have been fatiguing for our whole community, though in particular 
for teachers and those in the healthcare professions and for community leaders and for parents. But putting COVID aside, we were already a community seemingly in perpetual motion, always restless and chronically sleep-deprived. In her best-selling 2017 book, The Sleep Revolution, businesswoman Arianna Huffington wrote of her discovery that, these are her words, becoming perpetually tired had become the new normal. Now, this wasn't just a personal discovery for her. It was an observation about Western culture as a whole. The whole pattern of our lives, is it not, is relentless and 24-7. Huffington speaks of our commitment, she says, these are her words, to the prevalent cultural norm of sleep deprivation as essential to achievement and success. We wear our tiredness as a badge of honour. We live it and breathe it, and we pass it on to our kids as well. But our chronic restlessness is making us sick and it's making us miserable. As if one best-selling book about sleep weren't enough, another one was published in 2018, Matthew Walker's Why We Sleep. And after listing the many bad physical and mental health, uh, health effects of our inability to rest properly, Walker wrote that our lack of sleep is a slow form of euthanasia. A good self-euthanasia, he said. A good night's sleep would probably help us all, me included. And if that's something you're struggling with, then I have uh, many recordings of my sermons uh, that you could take home. Uh, it does remind me of the time the uh, minister went to the doctor and said, Doctor, I have this problem. I talk in other people's sleep. But our cultural insomnia is as much symptom as cause. I'd, I'd venture to say that it's evidence of a deep anxiety and lack of contentment. This weariness is existential. We don't rest well because we carry heavy burdens that we just can't put down and that we can't seem to let anyone else carry for us. About 300 years ago, Western culture decided that we didn't want God telling us who we were and what our lives were for. And so we decided that we have to find our own meaning and purpose, that we must attain contentment and fulfillment on our own terms, and that we need to be successful in the pursuit of happiness. It's even in the US Declaration of Independence. But that's an awful burden for any individual to bear, a crushing weight to drag behind you, to have yoked upon your shoulders. The quest for contentment and personal peace, the quest we invite young people to undertake, is why we work so hard, why we play so hard, and yet paradoxically feel so empty and depleted. And it's morally complex as well. We want to decide for ourselves rather than have decided for us what is right and wrong, to be our own judges, but then we find that we don't even live up to our own billing. We're told, be true to yourself. That's what we tell our young people, be true to yourself. But without God, how will I know 
what true is, or even what my true self is. Will I be one thing today and another tomorrow? And what of my failures? My failures even to live up to my own standards, my moments of inauthenticity, my days of untruth. As Paul says in Romans chapter 7, I do not do what I would do, and that I would do, that I do. And then history throws us a curveball like COVID, and no wonder we are feeling weary. Where can we find rest for our restless souls? We are somewhat, I think, like Paul McCartney, looking back wearily and wistfully to a carefree yesterday when life, if not love, seems such an easy game to play. Now today we say, there's a shadow hanging over me. But Jesus says, come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. These are words that have grabbed me this past few months. They've really spoken to my soul, the the address to the weary and burdened. Am I not weary and burdened? Who is not? Jesus says, come to me and promises to give us rest, soul rest. Now at last, here's what we've been looking for, a break, someone who will relieve us of our burdens and someone with whom we will be able to draw breath. But what exactly is he offering? It's not simply some leisure time. These are not words from some travel brochure or from a day spa. This is not Qantas's latest email trying to get us to travel a little more, take a load off, have the holiday we deserve or something like that. He's not saying, come and let me pamper you. He's not saying, escape from reality for a brief time before you t- return as, as you were to the rat race and live as before. Neither is he saying, check out of the world, come and live in retirement, take up golf. No, it's not like that. There are two parts to this special soul rest that Jesus offers. First of all, he offers to take our burdens. He will take upon himself our burdens and he will give us rest in exchange if we come to him. We've grown weary, exhausted, trying to do what only God can do. It's part of our God complex that we think we can bear the weight that only God can bear. And yet Jesus says, come to me, I will take that from you. Jesus says, my father and I have got it. Give all the heaviness and weight of being human to him, for he can carry it. He will even carry upon himself the impossible burden of our sin, going to the cross to die in our place, taking upon himself our guilt and shame. There he chases away the shadows of sin and death that were hanging over us. And because he dies for us, because he exchanges our burden for rest, we can see the great love that God has for us. 
One verse has come to me again and again these past two years, and that's from 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Cast all your anxieties upon him because he cares for you. This care is not abstract or in theory. It's, just, it's not just a nice principle, a, a beautiful thought, something to write in a greeting card. It is a deep truth paid out in Jesus' flesh and blood. We know it is true because Jesus carries our burdens on himself. But second, Jesus takes up our burdens first, but second, he takes away our oppressive burdens and gives us a new burden. He takes away our self-imposed yoke that weighs us down, that we cannot bear, and he gives us a yoke of his own, a new yoke. But notice... This new burden, this new yoke, is easy and light. When we come to Jesus, we give ourselves to him and accept his direction, his lordship. We have him as king, but we find in him a gentleness and humility that we can't find elsewhere. A gentleness and humility that we don't often even treat ourselves with. Jesus will also then give us a new purpose for our lives in serving him. Instead of having to make our own purpose, having to establish our own meaning, having to find our own elusive truth, whatever that might be, we find our truth and purpose in serving him. We exchange the unbearable burden of finding our own selves. And in him we are given ourselves. A light and easy burden that we will give ourselves to love of God and love of our neighbours as ourselves. When we come to Jesus with our burdens, we are given work to do. It is a rest that he gives us that is not free of work. But it is a work that is itself restful because it is his work. Now, most of us are about to have some holidays, even if only for a day or two. But we're looking forward to the holiday. Now, the word of holiday, of course, comes from two words, holy and day. Someone was saying to me uh, the other day that they didn't want me to wish them a Merry Christmas because that was a bit too spiritual, religious. They wanted me to wish them a happy holiday. But holiday itself is a Christian spiritual concept. Um, this is the nature of holy days is that they were almost all Christian festivals in which we were invited to have time off from work to give, in order to give thanks to God and to enjoy his world and his creation. They were designed for us to find rest and refreshment in gratitude and joy and in remembering that Jesus had taken our cares and burdens, in looking forward to life together with him in his kingdom. Now, we've largely forgotten that second part in Australia, but that might be why. Though we do take time off, we find so little rest. Today, I want to invite you to see your holidays, these holidays taken in Jesus' own name, as real holy days. To see these days in which you give the, as, the, as days in which you give the heavy burdens and deepest anxieties of your life to Jesus, 
because he cares for you and because he offers, as we see in the verses from our gospel reading today, to bear them for you. He can easily carry what you are wrestling with, what weighs you and I down, and he is calling us to hand those things over to him. And as you find the weight taken from your shoulders, take on instead Jesus' yoke, the easy and light one. Follow him. Sit under his teaching. For he is humble of heart, freed from having to be God for yourself. Now give yourself to Jesus Christ's work and to his purpose in the world. In one way, see that song yesterday as flipped around. Now the shadow hanging over us is gone, is yesterday. And instead, we live in the freedom and rest that Jesus gives us. Now, having said all this to you, I must confess that I say it to you from no great height. I have to come right out and say that I need to hear this message as much as anyone does right now. I am a terrible sleeper, for one thing. I don't find rest easy. Holidays are actually difficult. Because even though I believe in Jesus with all my heart, I find it hard to give him all my burdens. I am too proud. I sometimes think, whether explicitly or implicitly, that it's me that needs to die for the whole world. As much as I'm inviting you today to lean into Jesus' rest, I need to do the same. I need to simply and with humility of heart, come like the shepherds and the wise men and kneel before Christ the King and worship him and hail him the Prince of Peace. A peace that actually involves receiving from him my own peace, allowing his peace to sweep over me and to believe richly, deeply, in the real promise, the tangible actuality of his rest. Won't you join me? Amen. Thanks for listening. Please visit our website at www.stmarksdp.org to subscribe to our new episodes, browse more resources and find more information about the community of St Mark's.